Forever in Bloom, a cinematic exploration, investigation, and what's the third one? Celebration. Masturbation. Exploration. All of them, because I actually forgot it. Gentrification. Uh, Welcome welcome to the gentrification of Jeff Goldblum's cinematic career. (laughs) We're going to talk about how now he's just rich and does this. He he works for Marvel now, which is like, I mean, he did one film with Marvel and that's like. He's going to be in the What If series though. Yeah. That's not what this is about though. This is about... (laughs) The twelfth film. Welcome to episode six of the of the fib. The forever oh, it's 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 like the it's the numbers. Hmm? We've got what are you what are you talking? The ratio about? is perfect. We've done twelve films in six episodes. Yeah, but now it's going to go seven, thirteen, eight, fourteen. Is this how prime numbers happen? No. So the film is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've actually been super gassed to watch this film because I've never seen it and I thought it'd be right up my fucking street. I watched it when I was. A uh, wee last. A wee last. I knew nothing about this film I also other than it was a remake from a fifties thing until I was doing my research. Oh Apparently... my god! Do you want to know something? Yeah, <laughs> always, Beth. Beth. Beth, if you like struggle to say something, I want to know it. <laughs> so earlier today, I thought, okay, I'll watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Did you found, watch the? Found a link. Put it on. You watched the old one, didn't you? Did you watch Death Wish? Just Death, don't, Death don't Wish rush 3. me. Don't <laughs> rush me. Watched it on. Put it on. You... Thought, oh, it's in black and white. Oh, there's credits. Oh, there's a, there's an overture over the credits at the beginning. That's unusual. Oh, they're all talking like they're from the 1950s. <laughs> 29 minutes later. <laughs> Fuck me. 1956. So Jeff Goldblum was four in 1956. Mate. And I was expecting him to just turn up as a four-year-old. <laughs> as the body snatcher alien, I don't know. Well, then this would have been the first film we watched. Yeah, I know. I didn't think first... for 29 minutes. Yeah, this is the second time. Is this the second or the third time you've watched the wrong film? I know. <laughs> this is why I ask you to send me films. <laughs> because this happens, I waste time. Beth, I was. I want to be really honest and like really open and truthful and like I'm going to let our souls connect for a second yeah. so you understand. You're really fucking smart, okay? You're like a good smart person and you use tech computers and technology like all the time. You fucking suck at finding films. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know, I, I, do. I It's I it's do. so perplexing I'm to me. I'm an open, sucky film finder. I'm wow. open about it. Open yeah, and like I think it's great to, 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 you know, like embrace your weaknesses and things. Yeah. I'm just so perplexed because like if someone says, oh, who's like one of the most competent people, you know, I'll say, oh yeah, probably Beth. And then like you just can't find a film to watch. I know, it's annoying because I, w- I wrote one funny note as well about the film before realising it was the wrong one. And it was that... <laughs> So the um the the female lead equivalent in the in the fifties version rocks yeah. up in a dress that makes her look like she's a cornetto and that her boobs are drowning in a washing up bowl because she's literally <laughs> it's literally a dress that comes up like this goes down in a cone shape and then has like this weird frothy white material around her boobs. It's that is the some strangest real thing. imagery you're painting there, man. I mean, yeah. Beth, I'm glad. That was my note. I'm glad you watched that much of it so you could tell us that because mm. the image you put in my head is very good. <laughs> Uh, so Jeff plays Jack Belichick. Look, hold on. What? I'm Seb. Oh yeah, I'm Liam. I'm Beth. That's us. <laughs> Here we are. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Jeff is Jack Belichick. 
Is that how you say it? I think so. It's, I read it's, it as Belichick. I mean, it's said it's <laughs> said in the film like multiple times as Belichick. Is it? Why yeah. do I do this? There's, okay, so there's a scene at his own spa, which is a whole other thing we can get into his in a minute. His own spa. His mud bath spa. Yeah. Um, it's Belichick spa. And he walks in there and this old dude who's in the mud bath. <laughs> Mr. Nud's mud spa. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nud's mud bath. Um, but this old guy is just like clicking his fingers and saying Belichick to get him to come over. I thought he was saying, give me the check. No, Belichick. <laughs> oh, Belichick. Give me the check. No. Give me the check. Give me the mud So, okay, hold on. In that case, do, is it like a restaurant where you can sit in the mud bath as long as you want and then afterwards they charge you? You can sit in there as long as you want because that she said to that guy, you overdid it. Oh, no. Bless you. No. That's okay. Um, you're right, actually, yeah. I know. I would, I would think, I think I'd enjoy a mud bath. Mm. We're, so, we're yeah, off topic. of the body snatchers, yeah. if people haven't seen it, is a film about these alien pods that come to Earth and take over bodies one by one, by, by like replicating bodies yeah. basically and become making them in, assimilating them into this hive mind to take over the, the planet. This is our first proper sci-fi film. Yeah, which I think is exciting because I love sci-fi films. Yeah, dude, and it's got some horror elements that I'm very yeah. into as well. It's it's. Despite not being a horror, I think it has some moments that are better than the horror it's film. It's kind of just watched. like body horrorish sort of stuff. Yeah, isn't it? and some like of it's pretty effects. effective actually. Yeah, I think it's awesome, man. Yeah, those fucking plants, dude. Yeah, those big flesh flowers. So oh. there is some like crazy people involved in this film, actually. Um, oh yeah. The person that did all the sound design is my guy Ben Burt. Fuck yeah. He did all the sound design for Star Wars. Oh no. For oh Wally. no. What? Maybe the copy I watched was bad, but I thought the sound sucked shit. The sound design is awesome, man. Okay, maybe the copy I watched was bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I downloaded the full copy. Okay. But, um, yeah, because for the, the sound design in the, the scene where all the pods are, like, birthing the humans out mm. towards the end, uh, he uses, like, a recording of his wife's ultrasound to get that, like, ah. really weird, like, heartbeat-ish sort of... Oh, cool. That's thing. very cool. And the, the squeals and screams that all the... Oh, horrible the noises they do were. is just pig squeals, like... Oh, yeah, okay. With. Um, but I, I, to be honest, this has like a proper tone and feel that I fucking yeah. love about yeah. like 70s, 80s horror and thriller and cool sci-fi stuff. Yeah. It shares a lot of similarities, well, visually similarities to The Sentinel. And I was going to say this. I was going to ask your opinion on this, Seb, because you hated The Sentinel. Oh, I think this is shot badly. I think I think it's shot awesomely. I don't awesomely. think it's shot badly. I it's, think it's amazing. It's too dark. Yeah, it's great. Number, number one. Um... I feel like there's some. It's it's. I think it's shot better than the Sentinel. Yeah. But I don't think it's shot well. But I think like the tone of this feels very similar to the Sentinel. Yeah, maybe it's just that the characters are better for me. Yeah. That's. I think that's why I enjoy it more. Is nothing in the Sentinel felt like it meant anything to me. <laughs> I didn't like the characters. I don't think they were performed well. I think as a whole, the character, the actors here did a, like a good job. Yeah. Um. So you've got Donald Sutherland, who's obviously like a bit of a. Uh... He's he he was quite a big name at the time. Yeah, he plays Matthew Bennell, uh, Brooke Adams, who plays B E N N E L L, as he kept saying to people. And Elizabeth Driscoll, who's played by Brooke Adams, they're both members of the like health and was it the 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 I think it's just the health department. Yeah, is what he what he was saying. Got Leonard Nimoy as Doctor Kibner, who's a friend of Matthew Bennell. Obviously, Jeff as Jack Belichick, and then Veronica Cartwright as Nancy Belichick, his wife. I'm surprised you don't think it shot well, man. 
Like, I really enjoyed how it was shot. It was. I, I didn't like it, the man. The camera doesn't really stop moving much. There's a lot of really interesting, like, zooms and pans and... It I just... thought it used lighting really... No, I think the lighting was cool. I thought it used lighting interesting yeah. as, like, a storytelling... Yeah, method. I just... And it really created a vibe for the film because it was... It, the way it moved around things really helped bring in that tension and just you didn't really know what was coming mm. up. And it was know. really clever... Well, because <laughs> I'm comparing it to the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of annoying. I can't get the first one out of my head, but um, it was clever in that it replicate it replicated the bodies, um, and then uh, as they got closer together, it got like stronger. Yeah. Um, so like when one sh- eyes shut, the other ones open, kind of. Yeah. Thing and stuff like that. Or like um, Jeff's nose bleed bleeds. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, what's his name? Uh, Jack Belichick. Jack's nose bleeds. At the same time as the body, which yeah, shows yeah. us this connection, mm. they don't figure it out till like incredibly late in the film. Yeah, yeah. So you feel you feel quite sort of ahead of the game. Ahead of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It is. It is. I. I. So. Well, there was a whole thing I yes. kind of read about that, which was about uh, just in general, like a rule for when you're how much your audience knows in respect to the characters on the screen, and that us knowing more than the character creates a lot more tension because mm. you know what's happening and. See, you're seeing the situation they're getting into it before they are kind of thing whereas uh, the character knowing more than the audience creates more mystery and stuff like that yeah absolutely the more I think about it I actually I stick by my point that it's too dark <laughs> but, but I mean it's supposed to be a dark film it's yeah, a dark like horror sci-fi it's actually a horror it? yeah yeah it's just in I mean you don't like horror films that much I so. don't um, and my favourite horror, f- horror films are the ones that are quite bright and <laughs> unlike other horror films and not horror films Eat my asshole. <laughs> my first um, note on this film is I don't like the swinging priest. I oh, have, I loved I have, that. <laughs> I was sat there watching that and I was like, because that's the first body snatcher. Yeah, yeah. Because he's and it and it's yes, exactly. The first snatched. The first snatched body because he's a priest on a swing because there's two other children on the swing. Yeah. So he's he's got in that alien mentality of I must do what the humans do. And he's watching all the other kids pick up the pods that have been yeah. left. In yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. the flowers are at the start and then it the, it kind of drops off and you don't hear about it. And you just see For a snippets. little bit. And then they, they pop back up later. Yeah. But, and then yeah. they come back. Um, That's what my second note is. This film doesn't fuck around because we see the first snatch in the first 13 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It like gets to it, but yeah. it does slow down a bit. I find, yeah. yeah. And then it has the t- the typical trope of having all the action right in the, the last, end. like the the, the, the final the final third is like yeah yeah, um, and it gets pretty gnarly as well. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, there's some pretty gruesome special effects. So in this I film. was actually making hummus as I watched part of this film, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just as the throbbing genital resembling plants start to grow those oh, yeah. babies, oh, and it was like as I was scene, yeah. I was as I was like. Mashing your chickpeas. these chickpeas and turning <laughs> them into an edible paste. You, you, were, ma- you were making these. your own little babies. <laughs> oh, that's pretty grim. I am. Um, well, yeah, no, the practical effects in this film were good. Um, whether it's the flowers themselves or the like. I so maybe I was hallucinating, but you know the you know the the bit we were just talking about where they are like these big flesh flowers of like pushing the, 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 the pods. Yeah, they're the birthing pods. the the clones. The 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 transition from. When it first comes out to when it like more resembles a person, yeah, is quite really unpleasant it's to watch. It's pretty fucked, man. It's not yeah. a, a lovely thing to look at. But I couldn't look away. I was, I was. Oh yeah, I was the same. I, I was. Hurt yeah. Much. The reason I'm so surprised that you didn't like the the shots in this series because the director of photography was a guy called Michael Chapman, mm-hmm. 
who has worked on Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. Crazy. Evolution, which I know you love personally. He's the, also... the, like 2008 yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He also did Space Jam, Kindergarten Cop, and Ghostbusters 2. I feel like... But the dude knows his shit. Yeah. There, there, there were a couple of shots that have stuck in my mind that I thought were good, but I think as a whole it was maybe too frenetic for me. Can you explain? Um, like, like I've, I've written down a couple of times that they're really aggressive zooms. Yeah, there were a couple of zooms that made me laugh a bit. But yeah, it's... they were just a bit. They were just a bit too much. And I think you, you, I think you both quite like the fact that the camera doesn't stay still at all. Yeah, mm. yeah. I it makes me that. so uncomfortable. That's the point. I, yeah, I just don't like looking at it. That's the whole point of yeah, it. Yeah, the whole the to... whole zoom thing in horror is always used because it, it's pushing you forward as a yeah. spectator. Yeah, it's like, yeah. When you it's don't really want to get closer to something. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. don't want to get comfortable. You don't want to look. It's like you're squinting yeah. from the TV and it's forcing you yeah. to look closer. And I mean, if that's if that's the point, they fucking did it. In which case, I have to give them their props. I think you, you, you think you judge horrors... Like based on your biases, when actually they're pr- they're doing exactly what they're designed. Yeah, to so do, I mean, I'm not, which is to make you repelled. Yeah, which is not a thing I ever want. But it's, some people think. find that enjoyable, but yeah. you don't. But it's still achieving that goal. Yeah, it's not like you're watching it thinking this is boring or shit. Like you're being like scared by it. Yeah, and sometimes it's just there's the movements too much. Mm. Like I don't know what I'm supposed mm. to look at. <laughs> Jeff felt much more comfortable in this than he did in, like, say, the last one. Remember this, my name. I feel like Jeff is very Jeff in this It felt film. much more like him. Yeah. Um, and it was also, actually quite a funny thing. Sorry, carry on, mate. I was going to say, he was, um, during the bit where he was not a body snatched, Yeah. he was very Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Then as soon as he was snatched, he was perfectly stoic. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just switched off his usual... Jeffness. Yeah. Uh, it may be a slightly controversial opinion, but fuck Leonard Nimoy and his half ass glove in this film, mate. So, what's the glove about? That is uh, a choice that he made, apparently, because uh, he wanted his character to stand out. So he wore this half glove that he saw that his friend wore because he was covering a burn on his hand. And it was just some cool choice that Leonard Nimoy thought he was making. No, and he's still like a knobhead in this whole film. And he, yeah. just, he just kind of annoyed me in this film a bit. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. he's not a likeable dude in this film. Um I'm a big sci-fi dude. I've also never seen Star Trek, so I don't know what he's like in Star Trek. Mm. It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I gave this five out of ten for True Bloom because I was like, he had some real humanity in this character, man. I kind of felt uh, sorry for him when he had the whole thing about trying to get his book to work and he didn't. He came back yeah. to the the mud baths and was was crying. I felt for him, and yeah, he just seemed a lot more comfortable and more Jeff than in Remember My Name. So I gave it. Five. I gave it a pretty high. I gave it a seven. I also gave it a seven because he had um the end of the last scene that you see his real self. Yeah, is very dramatic and um very hero like. Oh yeah, because he runs. Oh, the line that he says when he runs away is fucking great. Let me find it. It's similar to um, Jurassic Park. (laughs) When he yeah. ra- he grabs the fire to distract the T Rex away yeah, from the children yeah. in the car. Same, it really it's the same me of that, move. Yeah, like giving up his his life for other people. Oh, and his the tra- the tragedy that his girlfriend at that point didn't know that he'd been snatched and was still looking for him as well. Oh yeah, I know. Where they meet on the stairs and yeah. um, they've literally just killed him. And they think they give her like thirty, not thirty. They give her like ten seconds of looking at her to see if she's been snatched or not and yeah. she looks blankly at them and then yeah. she just comes it's really out good it. and i like that that's like almost a chekhov's gun for late for like the last scene of the film mm-hmm. which we'll get into but we're yeah. not there yet 
So the what he says when he is running away. Um, <laughs> he sounded so so fucking East Anglian. Yeah. <laughs> running away. Yeah, what he says when he's running away and like trying to get all of the 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 clone pod people to go after him. I am your pod bastard. Hey, pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, so that was beautiful. Yeah, that's 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 why I gave it a seven. Yeah, he line. is he is very Jeff in this film. Yeah, up until the point where, on purpose, he's not very Jeff anymore. And yeah, we can't judge him on that because no, he's it's, it's part it's part of the it's part he's of the had thing. a cactus up his bum. <laughs> Beth. Oh no. Is is that how you assume that this happens? Liam's just had a cactus off his bum. <laughs> Do you assume that they become snatched because those plants put their hairs up the bum? I prefer the term snort rather than snatched. <laughs> that they've been snort. Return of the body snorters. Yeah. <laughs> That's a much better film already. <laughs> I thought you liked this film. Yeah, I did. Sorry, I'm having a bit of a microphone yeah, situation what, here at the moment. You have a catastrophe over there, mate. My phone died, and I've got some things on there that I'm going to talk about in a bit, not to like peel back the curtain at all on how this show works. But you just um, exposed our naked souls. So there's a, there's a there's a thing in this film at the beginning that I think I really liked, which is the so someone um is like it's it's what oh, I've forgotten everyone's name. Uh, I've got them all here. Who's who's the who? ma- the main character, the woman, Elizabeth Driscoll. Yeah. Um, as she's making her way through the city and she already realises something's a bit wrong with her husband and there's just like this like this like sort of concept of you're walking around and everything is just not slightly right everything's a bit wrong like people are acting a bit differently and it's just like creeping you out and I think that's a really good like basis for a sort of psychological horror mm. thing um, yeah and the, the, the fact that they focused on specific things that would mm. later and they would later become um, really important, but like how they it lingered on the shot of them taking out the trash, and you just yeah. don't know why. You just yeah, don't know yeah. why it stays on the. And there was a, a long shot of um, a cleaner just like buffing a floor, mm. and they just like I guess they were the show and how they were already spreading because they got people like watching out all over the place. Yeah, there's and a, the... like a paranoia kind of feel mm. to this. That I really yeah, liked. the bit where he goes to the uh, dry cleaners. Yeah, and then the guy just says, "That is not my wife," yeah. and just yeah. turns on that weird. Suit blow up thing. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. So okay. I don't know what the fuck. It's that like a is. pipe that goes into the bottom of like a puffer jacket. Yeah. Or suit or something. They're like insinuating that that's going to happen to their bodies. They're going to be like blown yeah, up. Well, well, in fact, it's the aliens. exact opposite yeah. that happens. Yeah, they when just fucking their body, They just crumble in, inside themselves when like the original body dies, don't they? Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also um, that scene, I laughed a lot for a really dumb joke, which is that um, he kept saying, "That's not my wife." Uh, and he said, like, not my wife. And all I could think of was not my president. Jesus, man. Like, it's not funny, but it really ma- it really got me. Fucking hell. Hashtag not my wife, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> hashtag, good, hashtag not my wife. No, it's also... My wife. For, like, oh, four... Wow. That's, like, four different layers of good joke there. <laughs> Define good. Craft. <laughs> I... Okay, I gave this a nine. Nine? I gave it a seven. I thought it was done so well. I'm a bit stingy well. with my numbers, but uh, yeah, I just think I, f- I fucking love the vibe. What have I written down? And I it wrote... is such a classic. People always talk about this film. They always yeah. talk about it for the effects. Uh, I understand why entirely. Yeah. yeah, it's like 
I think it's a turning point for this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there was, there was a lot of backlash to this film being made because it was one of the first like big Hollywood remakes kind of thing. Ah, oh, okay. Um, from like a film that was already loved in uh, the 50s. So, but then after that, there was like, this is how a remake should be. And yeah, all this sort of and, like, and it really made use of the the jump in technologies and, and yeah. special effects. Well, see, I haven't seen the first one, which you've seen half an hour yeah. of, but... <laughs> Uh, there was a the couple first of reviews. one is absolutely nothing on this film. There's a couple of reviews I was reading that said it kind of dived deeper into the themes that the first one kind of just touched on, which yeah, is what I think it's based on a, a bit book. special. Yeah, so yeah. I can't remember the, the novel's like The Snatchers or something. In- invasion or something. Yeah. Or, or just The Body Snatchers or something. The Snatchers. Um, I, yeah. I gave this a relatively low score, but I've come up on it since we've been talking about it. I, just, I, I, get, I get it now. Mm. I wish it had spent slightly less time on the will they won't they part of yeah. the main two relationships. That, that felt that's Hollywood though, isn't it? That felt yeah. unnecessary. It for was me. unnecessary. Um, uh, it, it was nice that there. Are you right, Liam? Sorry. Is that just a big? Yeah. What is that? A giant Christmas present? Is that full of cereal? It's a bag of recyclable cardboard. Get off my bag. Why have you got a bag of recyclable cardboard? I cleaned my room, Beth. Oh, in a giant. <laughs> Christmas. What was in there originally? There yeah. were there were things I brought back from home, from oh. Christmas. Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, it was nice, man. Did you have? Did you have a good? Did you have a good time? <laughs> did you? Oh, have... mate. <laughs> now, what'd you give it then? I I gave I gave it a four, but I, I want I was on the precipice a of four. a point. But I want to get the craft. If you would let me, <laughs> fucking ejaculate my words and get them out. I gave it a four, but. Through the discussions we're having, and the fact that I finished watching it an hour and a half ago, yeah. I'm having a bit of distance, and I'm going to up it to like a seven. Like that's a big jump. That's yeah. A three point jump. That's yeah, good, because it's craft, it's made well, at least you understand that, because that's objectively, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, ob- that's yeah. subjectively if you, objective. If you genuinely stuck with your four or three or whatever, I would, I would I think, I, I, and respect, I think, respect you less as a photographer. I think that's reasonable. <laughs> so like, I, I, I still Not don't roast. like... I don't like the aesthetic of how fast the camera work is, Boo. but I like everything else about it. Okay. And the, the way it looks. I think the framing's good. I think the so lighting's seven, good. 779, is that what we're at? 779. That's fucking peng. Mm. That's a um, strong one. Enjoyability, I've given it a 7 out of 10 as well. I've said it was tonally cool and lots of fun. Six for me. And the, the, the practical effects were fucking awesome. Yeah. And I just, yeah, the, this is this is the shit I love in films, man. Yeah, you've, yeah. all of those are the same points that I've got for yeah. it. Yeah, basically um, the same. I gave it a 7. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Okay. There is one moment I'd like to point out that I fucking loved, which was... Please do. Uh, obviously, they need to stay awake because if you sleep, you is when like the connection gets stronger to take you into the clone, doesn't mm. it? So uh, they take just shitloads of speed at one point just to stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, there's and, a moment and he where says, she's, how many of these are you supposed yeah, to take? Yeah, she says one. He's like, cool, I'll take five. Like, he's going to be fucking pinging, mate. <laughs> yeah, man. Take some. Really? Speed, it'll keep us awake. How many are you supposed to take? Let's take one. Big five. Oh, God. Imagine. Uh, no more Jeff. I put, this film for me would have been nicer because I wouldn't have to watch that boy get choked out at the end. And I didn't yeah. enjoy that. He did get minced a little bit. He did. He choked out and then hit, like, stabbed with a dart in the back of the head. The dart thing... I, okay. I've got a survival tip for people. <laughs> if you're going to take darts to use as a weapon... And there's multiple darts on the board. Take them all. Take them all. But darts are such a bad weapon. It's a, it's a really bad weapon. But, he, I mean, he used it effectively. Yeah. 
But he'd already choked him out. <laughs> and then the, went, the dart was to make sure, you know? Yeah, I guess. And made it, it made him feel good. Yeah, I guess so. Because he was like, I've He was done his it. friend before that as well. Yeah, that is... Do you think it followed quite a conventional zombie film? It did. I, so many zombie films, I think, have taken from yeah. this with like the hordes and the screams and the hive mind kind of thing. And the, like as they're like trying to get through the doors. And, and when they that. pretend to be like them to get through the yeah, crowd. Yeah, it's very Shaun of the Dead, that, that, All I could think of was that Shaun <laughs> yeah. of the Dead scene. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Uh, so, uh, one change? Oh, okay. Um, so, something I would... <laughs> I would have changed is how do I how do I phrase this simply give me one second Beth please go my change is the last five seconds where she looks at him oh yeah oh yeah so the, the, the ending is ridiculous it's it? ridiculous it's so, so good okay so I want you to play that bit now <laughs> Matthew Matthew Gotcha. <laughs> that would be my change. Yeah. <laughs> Psych. Psych. Yeah, so what's the, what so is pumped. her name? Belichick. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Belichick, who's been like being covert the whole time, sneaking through all of them by not showing any emotion, mm. sees uh, Michael, Matthew, there Matthew. We go, Matthew Bennell, uh, Donald Sutherland's character, and you think you're kind of led to believe that he's also doing that and blending in and just going with it. And then she thinks that as well and runs up to him and saying like, Matthew, Matthew. And then he does the old point scream and scream. And she and cries and the film ends. Shows you that he's assimilated yeah. as well. So the world's fucked, basically. That's that shot where he does that. Yeah. Is used in other things. Is it? Is yeah, it, is it just a meme? Definitely referenced in loads of other shit. Well, because one thing I really liked about that final scene, it was, it was just a callback to when they were staring at each other earlier in the film yeah, trying yeah. to work out if they'd been... Mm. Uh, I, my change was snatched, snorted. Sorry. Find a better way to burn down the pod factory, man. I it yes. pissed me off a little bit. It was just sort of they had like layers of thin canopy of like cloth going over, and then lights, didn't they, over where they were, where all the pods were being distributed. From. Yeah, it looked like they were growing a weed farm. Yeah, but of just lo- these pods. I oh, guess. when whenever the version I was watching was buffering, they always they looked like they were wrapped up Christmas trees, and I kept laughing about it. <laughs> Like yeah, it, looked, it looked like everyone was carrying like a Christmas tree. all the lights and they somehow just spark and set the cloth on fire and it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, ver- yeah. it's very... Tenuous. Like, I was just anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's just, the, the thing that pissed me off most about that scene is he's using an axe, right, to cut down just the bits of rope. Yeah. And then the second that any of these like pod people oh my God. run at him, he just fucking drops the axe over the side of the like balcony thing he's on and runs away. Why does he do that? He's just dickhead. Maybe um, they had to keep it under a certain, unlike um, the last film we watched, which was eighteen. They had to keep it to like a PG. Maybe or yeah, but you could have even just had him swinging and like just cut away last minute if you wanted to do that. It's easy ways mm. to do that. But like, also, also like we watch him destroy someone's head earlier in this film. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or is that just after this? Scene? What rating is this? I assume it's an eighteen. I assume it's an eighteen. Let me. Let me. Yeah. You watch a head get cracked open well, like a soft boiled egg. Could have been a you. There's a there's a scene in this that I. So, um, I've started watching the X-Files. 
Have you? Yeah. Hey. It's a thing. It's it's my current go-to. That's my, that's my like, guilty pleasure trash TV, man. I fucking love X-Files. Yeah, well, this like, the whole... I love everything that's like the X-Files. I have just never watched the X-Files. You've watched a few episodes of me, I think. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple... That's I've what, never watched it. That's what convinced me to, to give it a, a proper go, is the couple of episodes I saw with you were a bit pulpy and a bit camp, but they did something that's like... There's something cool about the 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 misaligned forces of bureaucracy and the paranormal. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, recently I also played a game called Control, which is about the Federal Bureau of Control, which is a government agency um, that deals with the paranormal. Um, and it's it's this sort of bureaucratic slash, like, um, otherworldly... Uh, conflict that I just can't get enough of at the moment and there was a sequence I really liked in this which is um when uh, uh Matthew Burnell is um he's calling all of the different agencies and he's just being passed around from like one assistant to another on phone calls um just like through the department of health and to the mayor's office and all of these things and he's just like trying to alert people that there is a crisis and it's just like there's paperwork and there's like signing he needs to do and i think it's just a there's something about that 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 hit me in an x-files place mm. <laughs> like people not getting the right paperwork through so they can go and do something yeah that would like save people mm. um it's just a theme i've I've found in a lot of the things i've been yeah. enjoying recently um there was something in this film that wasn't okay right and it was that like man's head mask on that dog what was that about yeah like the like the it's what got them caught out when they were all like trying to blend in in the movie and like blend in in the crowd of all the zombie the zombies uh, like snatched the snorted the snort um, <laughs> just are you are we going for the singular snort yeah not the snorted been, yeah they are the snort the snort <laughs> <laughs> and uh, become one of the snort <laughs> yeah this dog that's got like a it's supposed to look like it's put together for the movie I think but mm. for like the story but it's just a dog wearing this like man mask and it like runs up to them and the mouth the, his tongue comes through the mouth so what are they insinuating there fuck I have no, I saw that and I just didn't know what was happening <laughs> and I, it, it, it left my mind people feel booky and to be honest it worked oh yeah continue I have a couple of other just points from throughout the film that I have enjoyed um in one of the final shots it's a zoom in on a pizza place can't remember that um, it's, it's like literally one of the last shots right as you're as he's walking to where that final confrontation happens. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, and it's just called Beppino, which I really liked, <laughs> or Beppino, which is a great name. Um, and there was that bit where there was a giant cruise ship tanker, right? Yeah. Where they, were, they thought they were going to escape. Yeah. It was insinuated to me, the way I read it, was that there was someone playing bagpipes on that ship. Well, there was just bagpipes in the... In the soundtrack. But I thought it was the bagpipes that alerted them. So, I... Th- <laughs> so, okay. Are you telling me that the snort used bagpipes no, as so, their, like, alertment? So, I thought that was a ship of people who... Played bagpipes. Who weren't snort. Right, and they were rescuing and they were letting people know by playing bagpipes. Like 2012. Yeah, because... You're the fucking nuts, mate. Because the snort don't understand music, so <laughs> we're playing... calling them the snort. <laughs> so, we're it's playing the, the bagpipes rendition <laughs> of the Amazing Grace. The bagpipes non-diegetic. Well, so nice. I re- I realised that, but I thought that <laughs> good yeah good term, but I thought I thought that there was someone on the boat playing Amazing Grace on the bagpipes, so that people would know 
they're humans. They're well, not snort. That's so it, stupid. It <laughs> um, and my note said, as we all know, bagpipes mean hope. And I was, and I was, and I was thinking of bed knobs and broomsticks, the big fight scene, because there are. Um, bag- I honestly don't know anything about that film. Have you not seen it? No. Oh my oh, god. Oh, that was a great film. Yeah, you need to watch that. Sorry. Um, and I know I was the one that referenced it in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, that, well, that's still. what I was excited to then mention this to you. <laughs> because there are, there are bagpipes in Bedknobs and Broomsticks <laughs> that are just inanimate objects that play themselves. Well, give us the Jeff then. Give us so, the, the Blumiverse. So, Jake, Jack, Jack Belichick. Back J- Jack, yep. <laughs> Back Jellicek. <laughs> Jellicle, cats. No, we can not. tie it in. No. You are the Jellicle choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just do it. Um, so... What is <laughs> if Jeff Goldblum was in Cats? No, that would be a good film. Um, so I'm banning Cats from this podcast. <laughs> Have you watched Cats? Yet? Not yet. I really want to. What we the fuck did it. I just say? <laughs> um, what is Jack Belichick in this film? He's, he owns a mud bath and he's a writer. He's a writer. Hey, and he reminds us. Of I've lost his name, but the the dude's name from um, Between the Lines. I've Bear just, with. It's just it's on the tip of my tongue. Bear with. Bearing. Max Arloft. Max Arloft. He's 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 got that same yeah, kind does. of energy. He's got Max Arloft. Vibes he's like Max Arloft in like five to ten years. Like he's he's a bit more mature. He's a bit less all over the place. Um, I think this is after he's gone away for a long time. Yeah. He's found and a like, wife, he's settled down. He's found a wife, he's settled down, he's opened a mud bar, mud spa. <laughs> he's opened a mud shop. Mm. Um, because for some reason that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It, we, <laughs> we know that Jeff Goldblum likes to luxuriate. Okay. We know this. Yes. Um, and we know that he, like, he, he's in so many interviews talk about how, like, he likes to rest and relax and how he, skincare is important. Mud's good for your skin. I mean, that's a very tenuous link, pal. Checkmate. But if that's what you want to go for. Well, no, then... so, okay, but no. I think the mud bath does not surprise me that he runs that, even though he is also a writer. Yeah. Um, and I think he's probably frustrated with the fact that Leonard Nimoy's character is writing, like, garbage pop science poetry books. Yeah. Um, because he has a history of writing stuff that people loved. Um, because it's like the last scene in Between the Lines. Liam, your microphone is... Yeah, dude, just, What's going just on? Fucking... Just play in the space, mate. You carry on doing what you're doing. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> um, you know, we know, like, at the end of that, throughout that entire film, people are like, oh, you're Max Arloft. Um, so I think he is used to the people liking his work and his frustration about Leonard Nimoy <laughs> is because people don't like his books anymore. Sure. They're not as popular. So he's had to fall back on the fact that he's opened a mud spa. Nice. And he hates working in the mud spa. He does, yeah. You can tell because... See a solemn tear at one point. You do see a solemn tear. And um, when that old dude keeps... Belichick, Belichick. Yeah, he keeps trying to... Get me the check. Get me the check. <laughs> he keeps asking for the check. Give me the check. Yes, and he doesn't give him the check. Because this dude just can't get out of the bath. <laughs> yeah, he needs, he needs help getting out of the bath. And he, and he just walks away and lets his girlfriend You see his whole ass as well. You see, you see, you see that butt. The, not Jeff's butt. The, no, no, no. The no I wish. Butt. Yeah. Oh, and then she has to massage him. Great. Yeah, she punches that butt. <laughs> she punched that butt. Before you go on down that road, yep. it's the tagline thing again. Great. Let's Bring fuck it, it up. Let's I actually struggled with this one. I've got a few that I wrote and then like scribbled out, but let's see how it goes. Okay. Number one, they take what they want, one body at a time. Okay. Number two, stay awake. 
Number three, mm. get some sleep. Get some sleep. So. I really like number two. I, th- I think it's two or three. Why would it be get some sleep? Because they kept, the bo- the snorts kept telling them to <laughs> to get some sleep. And oh. They gave them some sleep. Because when the sleep oh, right. is when they're transferred So is over. it from the point of view of the people or from the point so of view exactly. of the snorts? Exactly, so stay awake. i them again. Stay awake is from, from Matthew Bunnell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And get some sleep is from the snort. Yeah, exactly. So which side are we going to choose? I think they probably snorted it. Can you say them again? First one is they take what they want one body at a time. I think that's a line from the film. Stay awake. Get some sleep. He's also, get some it. sleep is just a good tagline. Yeah, maybe get some sleep. I'm going for it. Let's get some sleep. You are correct. Yes! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I think that's the oh, first yeah. one. Oh yeah, that is right. the first one. Yeah, I, I knew tried to double cross us. I knew out of one of these first two, these these two films, you were gonna get me. I struggled with these. I'm two for two today. Yeah. <laughs> so microphone is just it's, just, it's just like drifting away the moving whole time. away from his face it's because you burped on it earlier he doesn't want to be burped on again <laughs> yeah, don't I burp guess. on me Seb don't burp on and me I, yeah I wanted to start doing a thing where I try and find out some information about Jeff around the time of the film that we're That's watching at each point yeah um, but uh, I, once I started doing this there's just three articles I found that aren't even around this time but I was just like I just need need to bring these up on the podcast one of them is something that I am now looking forward to more than anything in my life. Okay, that's exciting. And it's that Jeff Goldblum and Danny DeVito are going to be in a scripted TV special together. Fuck off. Wow. Um, where they are playing a... Yes. They are playing an iconic musical duo from the past that are forced to reunite despite their long-standing hatred from one another. That sounds so, great. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. It also makes me think of the film I watched recently, which is um, Twins. Um, where Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are twins. What? Is that, does that exist? Yeah. Like, you, thought, do you not know that film exists? I thought that was a joke. No. No, that's an actual human film. Be- <laughs> because, obviously, is the joke that they are just completely They're not... The, the plot of the film yeah. is that they're test tube twins, <laughs> where it was, it was one uh, embryo... It was split into its bad half and its good half. Oh my god! So Danny, De- Danny DeVito is the bad half, <laughs> and he's like a womanizer and a gambler and a little troll man. And the perfect <laughs> half is naive Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. who's like twenty something and handsome and ripped. Oh wait, this and is an old film. It's from like nineteen eight or something. Nineteen eight. <laughs> it's from the year nineteen eight. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, no, 1998, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> every, um, every year apart from yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And there, there's also a film where um, they uh, it's those two again, but Arnold Schwarzenegger's pregnant. That's <laughs> a fucking insane. Oh, you sent me the poster for that. Yeah, that was oh, absolutely yeah. nuts, Yeah, I wasn't joking. I sent you these posters on Christmas Eve because <laughs> that's, sp- that's how I was spending Christmas Eve. What's the kind of... Was, uh... Christmas Eve, for me, was fucking wild. It was... 10 a.m. I was drinking two pina coladas <laughs> and watching Home Alone. Um, wow. As soon as Home Alone ended, I was drinking some of my mum's fucking homebrew cider. Awesome. Um, and she put on, non-ironically, without seeing the first one, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Great and then choice. straight after that was Twins featuring Danny DeVito and um, <laughs> fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. What? Jake Gyllenhaal! <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um... <laughs> and I honestly that day was like fucking I took like 
It took me like three days to recover from all the stuff you know that had gone you know into my just, like, brain that day. You take a day or two. I sometimes I do this, and you just watch like six films, yeah. and then you just you start noticing like themes in all of the films, yeah. and you start craft it. They start crafting a vibe for <laughs> your weekend, and you and start you, feeling like that. And you, yeah, you f- you blur like reality with mm. what you've seen, and it kind of makes you feel like more immersed in the story. Yeah, big time. Yeah. That's yeah. why I love binging shows because it's just that's my life for that week. You know? yeah, yeah, well, I I watched. Um, <laughs> Sounds really sad. That's <laughs> very sad. I watched Do all you of watch the Friends, Liam. <laughs> no, never. I watched all of the last season of Mr. Robot in like a very short space of time. Man, that was so good. fantastic show, but fuck, I was depressed. <laughs> it's just such a dark show. I can't binge shows. I can only I watch so many films. Like I can only watch I'll watch like three films in a row and not feel bad. But if I watch like six hours of a TV show, I feel like I've wasted my life. Wow. <laughs> Unless it's the Netflix. Is it because German you're in films, so you're like classing it as research? Yeah, I see it as work. <laughs> this is, TV, I should be paid. T- t- con- TV is the new cinema. Let's move on. Yeah. So the second article <laughs> I wanted to bring up was mostly for you, Seb, because I, I, I thought that this maybe might be some information that would be good for you to know moving forward with yeah. your theories and things to look out for. Yeah. I should say I'm not bringing this up to to yuck anyone's yums. I think this is quite powerful. Okay. But basically, Jeff Goldblum in an interview revealed that he had a hand fetish by saying, I'm a little bit of a connoisseur, which I thought was powerful as fuck. Yeah. I'll find uh, some of his quotes. Oh, I'm such a connoisseur for your fingers. He's a connoisseur for hands. For Get hands Goldblum and commented fingers. that the interviewer had beautiful hands. Oh, that's creepy. Look at the fingernails. I'm a little bit of a connoisseur and a fetishist about dot, dot, dot. Look at your long rectangular nail beds. That They are so glorious. Oh, no. no one before that has ever complimented someone else's nail beds. As rectangular. That's fucking wild. What I find as thrilling as anything is the meeting of hands. If I like them and excited by them and their hands and their accepting and liking of my hands and people, as you know, can touch hands in thousands of points of sensitivity in each part of the hand and fingertip. This that brings <laughs> whole new energy. Is he related to um, Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> this is... All I can think about is fingering. The actor added that to have intercourse manually like that can be infinitely mysterious and satisfying. Just a good dude. Yeah, man. (laughs) Powerful in who he is, mate, and I'm here for it. He's accepting of his own fucking... And my last one before we wrap this shit show up is that someone in the past made a fucking mistake, and I'm furious about it, because Jeff Goldblum was nearly the voice of Siri. Oh, my... Okay, here's the thing. I would enjoy that more people would have died in car accidents. <laughs> what do you mean? Because, like, on GPS, he'd just be, like, stuttering about where to go. <laughs> it's like a, my mum used to have fucking Yoda as a, as, a, as a Tom-Tom voice. Oh, my God. Back, back in the fucking Stone Age. <laughs> Tom-Tom. Um, do you remember Tom-Tom? Yeah, yeah, man. They're still about. They're still about. Well, they're, but, like, the name of that is Chucky Vicky for sure. Yeah, Tom-Tom. Um, but, like, we'd be going down and we'd be like, Mmm. <laughs> I'm imagining imagining him as Max Arloff. So, like, you're driving along and he's like, turn right. Yes, right. Where do you need to go? Right. Right. I said right. So what do you need? What? When? Right. Now. Right. How many yards? 100 yards. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he said he was speaking to Australia's Today uh, Today show and the actor revealed that he was almost the voice of Apple, explaining that Steve Jobs called him a few decades ago. Um, uh, to be the voice of Apple and he said that was early on and didn't even know who Steve Jobs was what is Apple? Uh, so I don't know whose who's fuck up that was maybe it was uh, maybe it was Jeff's who knows but he did say it's just him talking it's just a quote from him in this article that's fucking great of him talking about 
Dr. Ian Malcolm and calling him a saucy, sassy man. <laughs> and he says, I like my character. I think my character is a saucy, sassy man of some integrity and deep thinking. And of course, the whole world continues to be popular, slam bang, top entertainment. Um, I'm about to rewrite my Tinder bio. <laughs> to what, a slap of a slam bang, top entertainment? No, a saucy, sassy man of deep thought and whatever the other fucking words were. And real integrity. Yeah. Fuck me, where's my phone? <laughs> Where is my phone? That's right great. Um, uh, so yeah, where is this in the table, my dude? Pretty fucking high, dude. I'm not surprised. I actually haven't. Really I've not. I've not fully put the matrix into work. What, wait, what's it called? The Lin machine. Yes, it's definitely called the Lin machine. The Lin- <laughs> <laughs> Linda board. Um. <laughs> Jeff's middle name is Linda. Isn't it just Lin? No, it's just Lin. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Lin. I don't want to start spreading more rumors. Hold on, I'm mathsing. Do you do your thing? Do your number crunch? Everything's gone wrong. I've pressed so many wrong buttons. Well, Isn't fuck it? my beans. <laughs> do we have a new record? We have a new winner. Hey! I'm actually happy about that. I'm so overjoyed. I'm 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 okay <laughs> with this. I'm fine with this. So I'm, I'm now, happy what, about what, this. Was it was between the lines the last one that was up there? Yes. So between the lines is now second, taken over by Invasion of the Snort. Give me a, give me a, give me a, t- a B to T, a bottom to top. Yeah, go on. Give me a run through. Uh, Liam, I will give you a B to T anytime you ask, baby. <laughs> um, very bottom, we have St. Ives. Oh. I know. I'm sad about that. Yeah. I don't even fucking remember St. Ives, to be honest with oh, you. Mate. So you know, unmemorable. So good. It was I great. Think, thinking of Death Wish 3 more than St. Ives, honestly. <laughs> Can you not remember how he fucking yeets her into a swimming pool? No. Jesus. I don't remember any of that. Did you need to watch that film. Yeah, it's it good It feels film. like months ago. It, it feels was. like Bronsigo. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Christopher Bronson. <laughs> that was not a joke. Move on. Um, so, St. Ives. Then in uh, joint place, we have um, Remember My Name and Special Delivery. Yeah. I also want you to know that on this table, I was rushing. So I wrote Remember My Name's entry as Membies. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, neither do I, and I wrote it. Um, we then have uh, Death Wish, the first, the original. Our first film. It's quite low. Yeah. Then we have Nashville and California Split drawn. Boo. Boo. I know. California Split was better, but Nashville still sucks balls. Um, We then have The Sentinel and Annie Hall. Boo. And then we have Friday. Thank God it's Friday. We then have Thank God it's Friday. Fucking hell, mate. I'm struggling with this. I'm having a moment. Um, I've got a rhythm in here. And then we have... Snort. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Snort. Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, it's, only, it's only four points ahead of Between the Lines, so it's close. Fair. Um, it is very close. Interesting. Um, I, I do think it's currently worthy of our top spot. Yeah. I think... I think it's over- definitely the film I've enjoyed the most so far. It, I'm fine with it because it's this and Between the Lines that I've enjoyed the most so far. So having those at the top, I'm content with. It's felt the most like a film in a weird way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though? But, uh, well, there's a plot. Well, which remember is my fantastic. name didn't feel like anything, man. Yeah. No. Or like more what people know of as films today. Yeah. Like actual characters that you care about. Yeah, that it, it, had, it had character development. Yeah, character development um, and uh, a challenging narrative that puts you back and forth. Mm. And and hold, holds some information from you, and then gives you more information, more, more clever kind of storytelling tropes. I think. Yeah. Wait, you didn't say about um, 
You missed off one. I did miss Next Stop Greenwich Village. Next Stop. Yeah. I was going to say because that's actually been my favourite film out of all of them. Yeah, it's it's that's third. Third. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there is a, something in this. I know we're we're running long, and that's how that's how it is sometimes. Um, but there's just something I wanted to bring up that I feel was <laughs> unnecessary in this film. Okay. Which is in it's in the last like tense moments. Um, uh, Elizabeth Driscoll crumbles away into dust. Yeah. And then, unlike every other snort in this film, her replicant shows up just completely naked. They are all naked when they're born, though. They are, but they've all found time to get clothes. Yeah, true. And they first saw her... She does stay naked for the rest as well. It's completely yes, unnecessary. Yes, it's completely yeah. unnecessary with her chasing him through the thing, just like, like fucking nude as when she was born that mm. same day. I, guess. I mean, yeah, I guess she was born the same day. But you know, it's just it just felt unnecessary to me. You know what's weird? When as soon as I started watching it, I thought, I bet we see her breasts. Really? Yeah. In the first like half an hour, I was like, bet we can see her tits. And the first time we see them, we they're wait. like wrapped up in like cocoon goo. Yeah. <laughs> cocoon goo. Cocoon. 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 Um, oh. And then it's an hour and forty-five minutes, yeah. and you see her naked. Her, yeah. Her naked screaming body. She screams right. at him. Her snorting flesh Her, the nude snort form Fuck. of elizabeth i always Driscoll. feel like i'm just driven to end this podcast by both of <laughs> you <laughs> nude snort is a bad nude, uh, snort, again nude snort scream episode. next time we'll be watching a film called threshold 1981 where jeff plays someone called oh we're into the 80s Dr. yeah Aldo Gehring. it's our first 80s movie banging favorite well it's a drama one. sci-fi so i'm loving the sci-fi bump Let's see what the fuck happens. Um, Jeff, I dig this. I think you were good in this. I didn't tell you how long he was in this film for. Neff, tell us now. It's the most. It's the most he's been in a film. How much? 27 minutes and 14 seconds. Hey! Well done, Jeff. It's a lot of Jeff. It's good, Jeff. Oh. Bye. Fucking toast my muffins. Oh, my God. Oh my god, Leah, what if I do this? Wait. Oh I'm god. Give you... Wait. Oh no. Are you gonna scream and let uh... it split?